I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 303 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we head into the boxing ring today with a veteran fighter and a first-class father. Diego Magdaleno is a super featherweight and lightweight fighter who has been ranked by Ring Magazine in the top 10. He has a fight coming up this weekend in Tennessee versus Austin Dulay. Diego currently has a record of 31 wins, 3 losses with 13 wins by KO. He has twice challenged for the world title and is looking for a signature win this weekend to give him another shot at the title. Diego Magdaleno will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Diego Magdaleno was recorded on video and it is available on my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood. So if you would like to watch the conversation between myself and Diego, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And speaking of boxing, I have an awesome guest announcement for you guys. Back in the late 1980s, nobody thought Mike Tyson would ever lose a fight, but one man put a stop to all of those thoughts by knocking Iron Mike Tyson out. James Buster Douglas will be joining me here on First Class Fatherhood for an upcoming episode. Buster pulled off what is considered by many people, myself included, as the biggest upset in sports history. Make sure you lock it in for that one, and make sure you follow me on Instagram to find out all the rest of the upcoming guests who will be joining me here. I will be joined by another legendary boxer soon, and I will be making that announcement on Instagram as well, at Alec underscore Lace. My interview with John Gosselin is continuing to score big numbers with the downloads. If you missed out on episode 300, please scroll back and take a listen. And if you are a fan of the fight game, please scroll through the archives of the show here and listen to some of my interviews with boxer Kelly Pavlik, UFC fighters Tito Ortiz and Matt Brown, and several others, including UFC president Dana White. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with boxer Diego Magdaleno. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Diego Magdaleno. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Oh, yes. We are ready. We're coming with fire. <laughs> All right. L- let's start it right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have one. I have one son. His name is Diego. Diego Magdaleno. He's, he's a little, he's a Fuego Point Five. He's a little version of me. He is, he's amazing. He's what changed my whole, like, he changed everything about me. 
You know what I mean? I became a father, and that's a big responsibility. And it's something that I look forward to um, for the rest of my life because I have a great father. And my father's been my hero ever since I was a kid. You know, growing up uh, boxing, he, my, my, my father want, always wanted me to be a soccer player. That didn't work out. He named me after a soccer player, Diego uh, Maradona. So growing up, his, his thing was, you know, get me in soccer. And I have soccer jersey since, you know, since I was four, four years old. About, you know, my, 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 son, my son's three years old right now. And he knows what to do with the boxing gloves. He puts them on and he saw the pictures that I, I forwarded over to you. He, he puts the boxing gloves on. And he's like, all right, Dad, let's, let's fight. You know, and, and no one taught him, but he, he, he's, he's right-handed and he gets in the southpaw position. You know what I mean? So it's one thing that he he's looking at me already and imitating things that I do, which is very, very, you know, I have to be cautious because he's smart enough to know. If daddy's doing this, then it's okay for me to do it. You know what I mean? So I have to lead by example, and it's a big, it's a huge responsibility for me. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and I, I love the uh, uh, boxing game myself. I grew up around it and just, uh, you know, always watching it and following it, learned how to box at an early age. And I think it's great for my older two boys, especially when they're uh, having big arguments. Uh, I, let's get in the backyard. I throw the boxing gloves on and let them bang it out. And it's one of the best <laughs> ways to just let them handle things. Now i got to get them with the headgear and everything because they, they're starting right. to throw haymakers at each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, did, did you do a, did you do a uh, like a gender reveal to find out what you were having with Diego, or did you guys wait till the end to find out? No, we didn't. I as soon as I wanted to know, I was too anxious, too eager to find out what it was. So we went and we did we did the uh, the the four D um, uh, that what is it four that the three, ultrasound the ultrasound yeah I got I, yeah I was excited as soon as I, I I found out it was a boy I was like yes I had a name picked out which wasn't you know wasn't it was just a little obvious that i was going to use a you know do a, a, a smaller version of uh, of me i always it was like growing up i was like i need a diego there's there's not one my sister actually wanted to get name her my nephew diego and i told her no i was like no in, in case i have a boy i'm i'm, I'm taking that name you called it <laughs> I sure yeah, did. I'll tell you, it's amazing. My, my oldest is 13 and my youngest is five. And it's amazing the uh, advances in the technology with the ultrasounds because it's like now it's like 4K Ultra HD. Like it's amazing right. the <laughs> video you get. Uh, if you could, Diego, please just take a minute here to, to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I started boxing as a, as, as a young age, eight years old. You know what I mean? I, on the way to the soccer field, this is how it happened. One day, my, so my dad was taking me to soccer practice, and on the way there, there was a boxing gym. And you see the big garage doors open, and, you know, the bags are swinging. You, see, you can see the boxing ring inside. And I looked over. I was like, hey, Dad, what, what's that over there? He's like, oh, you know, you know the, the, the fights we watch at our neighbor's house. Because at that time, we were watching the Chavez Jr. or uh, Chavez, you know, uh, taking, taking over the world, the Mike Tyson, you know. He was big in that, in that, you know, 95, 96 time. And we were, that's when I started boxing. And it was just an explosion of, of fights, good, real good fights, you know. And me being in, in the LA area, my dad, um, he had the opportunity to take me to one of the uh, professional fights at the Olympic Auditorium, which was huge for me, one of the first pro fights I went to. And um, at that gym um, is where I got a taste of uh, what leather felt like, you know, and what it tastes like. So, 
Uh, ever since then, I got in there with a bigger kid, and I got beat up my first my first time I sparred. But for me, it was um, going back and you know using the anger. I was crying. I went home crying that that day. But I wanted to get back in. I was so eager to get back in the ring and you know and and beat this kid up. But it wasn't until I moved to Vegas where I learned the discipline of boxing. Um, and I learned it through my old coach, uh, Kelsey Banks, who I give a lot of credit to. Everything that I've learned, you know, at a young age, he had me, you know, my first 36 fights amateur, I won because of him. And he is also the reason why I'm a southpaw fighter. I'm actually, like I mentioned before, I'm right-handed, but I fight, I fight in the southpaw position. Yeah, that's awesome, Diego. And I know now today the Brazilian jiu-jitsu has gotten so popular. The Obviously, the UFC has gotten so popular. But uh, really, I, I miss the old school boxing like what you were talking about there in like the, the mid-90s, early 90s when you had guys like Felix Trinidad and uh, Pernell yeah. Whitaker and uh, right. you know, even Justin Vargas or, or Fernando Vargas. Like yeah. all them guys, It was a, uh-huh. it, boxing was so awesome to watch. I look forward to like Tuesday night fights and it seems like it's making a bit of a bounce back here of uh, uh, boxing in general. Uh, who who were the fighters that you looked up to and wanted to emulate growing up? Well, Chavez, I mentioned uh, Chavez was a great body attack. You know what I mean? And he had a huge following. Um, but uh, the one that really got me was was Oscar De La Hoya because he just he trained at the gym that I started at at in East L.A. And um, I saw, I got the chance to see him when he was at the uh, at the parade in uh, downtown LA when he after he won the gold medal. So that um, that was kind of inspiring for me. Um, that's when I got a, a, a glimpse of what you know amateur boxing could get me and and where boxing in general can take me to. Yeah, very cool. And you spoke there a little earlier about how becoming a dad kind of changed your perspective on life. Has becoming a father. Uh, changed you as a boxer in any way? It has. It has. You know, one thing I did learn with with fatherhood is patience. And uh, and in the ring, you can see everything if you're patient. If you be patient in the ring and you box that way, you 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 don't go off of emotion. Um, you can see and 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 box a lot better that way. So patience is is one thing that I've learned. Yeah, very cool. And, and obviously it takes, you know, a lot of discipline to be a fighter. What, but what type of disciplinary are you when it comes to being a dad so far here? Are you a spanker, a timeout guy? How do well, you handle discipline? Yeah, growing up, you know, it was old school. You know, we, we got our asses spanked, you know, by my parents and stuff like that. But you learn from that. You know what I mean? Now, now um, you know, kids are walking around with cell phones. You can't do that. <laughs> no, but what, I, what I've learned is, yeah, be a little patient. One thing that I learned was, you know, you got to learn to uh, communicate. You know what I mean? And at three years old, you can communicate with a three-year-old. They do understand. They are so smart. They pick up and they absorb everything. So I'm taking it real, real slow, and I'm learning from how I grew up versus, what you know, what's going to work for me now as a parent. Yeah, it, it's amazing how the, how much has changed. My, my father had me when he was 50 years old. He was born in 1930, and he grew up with a completely different style of discipline himself, which he right. used now. For myself, it's it, I, I kind of find it hard to even imagine applying that kind of discipline or that kind of um, – I mean, there's a big difference, don't get me wrong, here between beating a child and, and, right. and uh, you know slapping or, or spanking a child. So, uh-huh. uh, But I do find it effective until you can, like you said, communicate with them and, and they have an understanding of what you're talking about. Right, right. So, yeah, everything has its limitations. 
Yeah, now, do you bring your son to the fights yet? Has he seen you in the ring live, or do you keep him away from that uh, so far? Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Yeah, now, do you bring your son to the fights yet? Has he seen you in the ring live, or do you keep him away from that uh, so far? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, the way I have it um, right now is uh, I'm no longer with his mother, um, but um, he hasn't been. He, he does come to the gym with me, and he loves to watch Daddy spar. And the last time I was in, in, in the ring sparring, he sat right beside the, the ring, and um, just like a kid watching TV, put his hands on his cheeks, and he was watching Daddy spar. You know what I mean? And he loves it. He loves it. He, it doesn't. It doesn't take him. It doesn't take anything out of him. He, he he doesn't get emotional. He he understands that Daddy gets in the ring and and for work Daddy gets in the ring and and he boxes. And I was like and and I tell him before I leave to the gym like Hey, Daddy's going to box and you know you, you see him start shadowboxing. Okay, and he'd give me a kiss goodbye. You know what I mean? But um, he like I said, he's very responsive and he's very very smart. Yeah, that's awesome, Diego. And you mentioned there that you're no longer with his mother. And I, I have a lot of single dads that come on the show and many that, that listen. And one yeah. of the things that's usually difficult, uh, I'm curious to hear your answers. At what point in a new relationship would you feel comfortable or have to get to in order to introduce your son to a new potential spouse? Um, At the point of where he feels comfortable, you know what I mean? He has to know who uh, that other person is and I have to be comfortable with that with that same thing you know what I mean I have to uh, really really uh, dig deep into looking into somebody else because uh, putting someone else in his life is gonna be is gonna be a big big change especially at the age that he's at you know what I mean he doesn't know he doesn't understand and know certain things but if if, if someone's treating him like a mother he, he's a kid he's gonna gravitate to what feels like mom you know what I mean so I have to be very very careful about that you know what I mean um the relationship with me and his actual mother um I knew very very like as soon as we maybe three three months after the relationship that it, it just wasn't gonna work out you know what I mean before then it sounded good and and I thought you know I always wanted kids she didn't want to but one day she was like hey you know I'm ready but it turns out it wasn't it wasn't uh what I thought you know I, was, I, I felt a little bit conned by it but um, I chose to leave that relationship, and I chose it for the better of my son and for myself. I didn't realize, and it's kind of hard for me to say and speak out of because I haven't really um, spoken about it, but I was in, a, uh, in an abusive relationship. And, and me, it's hard for me to say that because I'm a boxer. You know what I mean? Like, how can I be abused is what I kept a asking myself even afterwards. I was like, I I'm a fighter. I can't be abused. Like, those things can't happen to a fighter. But, yeah, I was verbally abused. And one day, just, she took it too far. And, and you know, I was physically abused. 
and that's where the whole relationship just changed. And I was like, look, I, my, my son can't grow up in that environment, and he can't grow up thinking that that's okay. So I chose to leave that relationship. Yeah, and Diego, I think it's incredible, awesome to hear you speak like that because right now we got a fatherless problem going on in our society. It's a crisis that's going on right now in our country. With way too many kids are growing up without a father in the home, and right. many of the dads will hit me with excuses of, "Oh, you don't know the relationship I had with the with the child's mother." And I, I don't see that as anything but just an excuse. I mean, you, you got to stay active in our kids' lives, and I love the yeah. fact that you're doing that and you did it because it's it's best for your child. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, after that whole breakup, you know, she she did go to jail. Um, And I've had I've always had majority custody of, of our son, even now. You know what I mean? Um, And I've been a, a father. He is all uh, he's all I have. And all he has is me is, is how I see things. And it may it may sound a little a little aggressive, but um, just the way he when he sees me. You know, the, when he's grasping around me and he calls me and he calls me dad and, you know, the tight little, you know, uh, imprints that he leaves on my face and when he's holding me, like, those things mean something to me. It's genuine. It's real. You know what I mean? And I mean that much to him. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's a translation of energy and that's how he feels towards me. So that, I have to be very, very cautious of how I, how I kind of, you know, nurture that, that kid. So yeah. I, and that's what makes makes big changes. It makes me think before I do. Yeah, very well said, Diego. And you got a you got a big fight coming up here shortly with Austin Dule. What can we expect to see in the fight? Oh, this is going to be a great fight. I've been in the ring with with you know. First of all, I want to I want to uh, take a, a a time and a chance to give my coaches because I I've reorganized my, my my whole boxing team. Uh, I'm working with Bones Adams, who I've known since I was nine years old. Um, funny story about that is when I first uh, met Bones, he came over to the gym and he brought his title that he had. And um, they were, you know, calling the kids and asking for pictures. So I quickly ran to the bathroom. I was, you know, working out. I ran to the bathroom, washed my face and washed my head, did my hair a little bit so I could get a picture with him. And we still laugh about it to this day. But he's been a great help for this camp, and he's made me think, see and, 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 and do things differently. He's made the corrections that I need for this fight, so it makes me feel super confident getting into this, into this fight, especially with the Southpaw. You know, I, mean, I haven't seen too many Southpaw fighters, but I know one thing that the, the guy that I'm fighting, he lost. His only loss was to a Southpaw fighter. He switched up on him in maybe the third round and started giving, giving him some hell. Some hell. So... That's my advantage going into this fight. I definitely do have the, the ring experience over him, too. Yeah, and, and being a, a natural um, uh, righty, do you ever switch at all yourself during the fights, or do you stay to the game plan and always fight in the southpaw position? I've switched in my fights before, yeah, uh, and I know how to. So um, it's one thing that I've worked with my coaches. You know, starting out as a right-hander, I know I got that down, but I just feel confident in, in the southpaw position. You know what I mean? Especially with my right hand. But uh, at any given time, I can switch up. And, and if I see um, where I can, uh, I'll definitely do so. Wow. Yeah, that's extremely useful in the, to have that in the toolbox there. Yes, it um, is. 
What, what about as far as the future here for you, Diego? What kind of plans or goals do you have? Did you you, you sidestepped into real estate? Uh, what, 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 what kind of plans do you have for the future here? This is a whole new ball game. The real estate is is a whole new game plan, and you know the market here in Vegas is 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 definitely growing. You know the population is growing. You know we, we there's a lot of good things coming to the Vegas uh, area. You know what I mean? You have the Raiders, one of the biggest you know football. They're they're bringing in. A, a whole crowd, a whole wave of people from California alone. You know what I mean? Um, we have Amazon. We have Google. The Google office is now going to be put out in Henderson, which is only, you know, 25 minutes away from Vegas. But um, there's a lot of things growing in, in the real estate market here in Vegas. And, and um, you know, I'm one of the only uh, boxers, you know, taking a, a step into the real estate market. And I'm going to use it to my advantage. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the uh, the real estate champion for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I interview a lot of uh, highly successful people on the podcast here, and almost all of them have some type of stake in real estate. So it's definitely yeah. a game that you want to be involved in, uh, myself yeah. included here, as I get you know, my own self. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to hit you with here, Diego, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, yeah, new advice for, for, for new fathers is, is be patient and take your time. You know what I mean? It, it's a growing process. I am not perfect. It, no one is going to be perfect, but really pay attention to what your, your, your kids needs are. You know what I mean? Go out there and just pay attention to them, listen to them and, and, and just analyze the whole situation before making the, making the move. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Diego Magdaleno, you are a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Father. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Diego Magdaleno for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Got a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming at you this Friday. Make sure you lock it in to my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace to find out which Navy SEAL will be joining me on the podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>